Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. Recording this one on Sunday night, you guys will get it on Monday morning. So all of the trials have wrapped up except for the last two coming later tonight, Monday night. So I thought I'd take this opportunity to go through on the Rugby League Guru Podcast listeners page on Facebook. If you're not a part of it, come and join it now. I know a lot of people have joined it over the last week or two and I haven't really spoken about it that much. So good to see people are going back through the Guru Podcast catalogue. Great to see. But if you're not part of that Facebook page, page come and join us now there'll be a lot more content going on there this year during the season i'll be using it a lot more to get the takes of podcast listeners so make sure you come over and join that one today i'm going to go through some of the hot takes now i put this up there three days ago i just let it all build up waited for the trials to finish at least a sunday uh, i am going into bloke in a bar in a couple of hours after you listen so probably won't be a heap of content on monday until the afternoon on the podcast but going to go through your hot takes we'll put out a few days ago keep in mind Mind. Uh, I haven't read through these. I'm going to give my live reaction, but keep in mind that these were put out three days ago. Uh, so trials have happened since. So I have got a little bit of hindsight based off one trial to talk, but let's see how we go. The first one comes from Wayne Garnett. Roosters will win the grand final only to finally get busted for breaching the cap. Uh, Wayne, I'm sure you'd love this one, mate. Um, I can see the Roosters winning the grand final. I really can. I think there'll be one of three teams that I think can win it between Melbourne, them, and Penrith. Uh, Manly, I've probably got them the next step below, but I think the Roosters could. As far as the salary cap stuff goes, I, I can't see it, to be honest with you, brother. Uh, I think the Roosters are too smart. I, I just I, I, I don't believe they're over the cap. I think they manage it really well. I think that every player that signs with them probably signs for 100 or 200 um, K less, and I think that's just the reality of the situation. I know we all like to run with the salary sombrero bullshit or whatever it is, and there are times in the past where I've looked at that Rooster side and gone mm, something's going on here like this seems a little bit ridiculous but I just think in the day and age for them to get away with it I just think it's near impossible and I, I don't believe they're over the cap I just think they are probably the best managed franchise uh, in this competition as far as salary cap goes thank you Wayne like that one can see them winning the comp think they'll be right up there with them 
Next one comes from Matty Person. Tigers fans to give a standing O for a barnstorming top 16 finish in 2022. Fans rushing out to buy wooden spoons become confused as to which home ground. Uh, too laden with a plethora of timber as they have more home grounds than captains. Oh, wait. Yeah, they do have more captains than home grounds now, so that's a positive. Got to do your research, Matty. Uh, yeah, look, Tigers, I know that um, in the past I've been very down on them. I thought that Jackson Hastings was very good for them uh, the other night. This was posted before that trial. Uh, I'm a little bit more hopeful for the Tigers. Do I have them in the top eight? No, not a hope in hell. Uh, but I don't think they'll finish last like a lot of people are saying. I think that they've just got a few too many talents guys once they get Dewey back and I think there's going to be a few worse teams in them so I can't see them finishing last but I'm definitely not putting them in my top eight race I think if they finish 10th uh, they've probably done pretty well to be honest with you thank you Maddie this one comes from Max uh, Manly to come top two with a set with with a settled similar team to last year Turbo to win back-to-back Dalian medals. The addition of Finu near the finals will help them win a premiership. Uh, good little shout here by Maxi. Uh, look, I think Manly will go uh, at worst. I think they finish six. I can't really see them finishing any lower than that if Turbo plays the entire year. If Turbo does play the entire year, it's going to be tough for him. It's, it's going to be very interesting to see if he if anyone can compete with him for that Dalian medal. Um, obviously, when Manly are on, they are more than happy just to put Tommy Turbo in the absolute starlight there. So I can't really see. The only one I can see competing with him is probably Nathan Cleary. Uh, Cleary's come second in the run in the Dalians for two years in a row. I honestly wouldn't be shocked in the slightest if he comes second for a third year in a row behind Tommy Turbo. Uh, you know, I, I know Munster, Pappy, I'm very excited about these guys. But I think between Hughes, Grant, Munster, Pappy, they just steal too many points off each other. I, I, I really do think Turbo and Cleary are the two standouts. I think Teddy and Kiri will probably steal too many points off each other, along with a few other guys in that side as well. So as far as the top-tier talent goes in rugby league, I think Turbo is probably in the best spot. I look at South Sydney, same situation. Between Cody Luttrell, Cookie, Cam Murray, I just think they steal too many points off each other. Uh, so for me, I like this shout. I don't think... The Manly will win the premiership. I think they'll be there and thereabouts. But I'll tell you what, if the Finu thing does happen, which, you know, I'm not sure how this one's going to play out, but if Finu walks back into this Manly side, I would argue that out of all the hookers in rugby league outside of Harry Grant, uh, the modern-day rules probably suit uh, him the best. Probably him and um, Damien Cook I'd probably have second after uh, Harry Grant, but I wouldn't say Damien Cook has acclimatised as well to these rules as what I thought he would. I'm a lot more confident that Finu will obviously match this and everything will play its role. Uh, he'll have to find his way back into this side, which I think he will do pretty quickly, respectfully. I will say this, the signing of Chico in the reserve grade side, that worries me a little bit. That makes me wonder if maybe Finu's in a bit more curry than uh, what we've been led to believe, but Interesting to see how this one plays out. I do think that if Finu comes back into this side, it just adds another dimension to the Manly Seagulls. With all due respect to Lachlan Croker, he is the definition of a meat and potatoes uh, dummy half for me. You would take Finu in a heartbeat. Uh, I would take Finu lacking match fitness, to be honest with you. So just based on the modern rules, that's nothing against Lachlan Croker. He's done a really good job for Manly, uh, but it sort of is what it is. Finu, he's a very special talent. Like that one from Max, agree with a lot of it. Probably can't see them winning a premiership this year. 
But if Turbo manages to be the best player on the field come finals time, which has been the sort of struggle for him so far, owning those very big stages against those bright lights teams, uh, if he manages to do that this year, it's anything for Manly. Thank you, Maxie. Appreciated that one. This one comes from Josh James Pryor. South to miss the eight. Walker and Latrell will struggle without Reynolds. Yeah, look, I, I understand this argument. I hear a lot of people throwing this one at me. I personally don't think they will. Uh, I don't think they'll be as good as what they were last year, but I'm confident um, they've got the talent in their side to make the top eight. I just think there's too many poor teams below them. And yes, they're going to miss Reynolds, but I just think Walker, Latrell, Damien Cook, Cam Murray... There's too many talented guys in this team for them not to play finals footy, in my opinion. So South Sydney, I don't think they win the premiership this year. I don't think they make the top four. But I really can't see them finishing absolutely any lower than eighth. Um, I would be very, very confident putting a bet on South Sydney. They finish fifth or sixth. I know they lost to the Dragons and the Charity Shield the other night, but uh, that... The, the way that they were playing, it's going to take a little bit while for Elias and Walker to click, but the way they were playing filled me with confidence that they'd be okay. If you give them Latrell Mitchell and you give them Cam Murray in that game, I'm confident South Sydney win that one. So I've got them making the eight. I understand the concern from people, uh, but I can't see South missing the eight. Thank you for that one, Josh James Pryor. This one comes from Noah Watson. All right, this is a Stephen King novel. Brace yourself. Roosters won't go as well as people are predicting. I think their talent on paper is an excellent side with premiership potential for sure. However, looking at it with further context, with Shakiri coming off an ACL and being susceptible to head knocks, which may see him miss time slash decline slightly. Lindsay Collins coming off an ACL too, which he will will he be the same straight away? They don't have a set back line yet, which could see inconsistency in combinations. With the news of their goal kicking being left to Walker, it adds further worry since his conversions weren't exactly exceptional. The will be top four, but don't be surprised if it's third or fourth and they get bounced out in a prelim final. Noah, mate, I understand where you're coming from on all those points. I, I just think they're better than that. Uh, the one that I will say, Lindsay Collins coming off an ACL, I think people are assuming he's going to walk back in round one and be the same footballer. He won't be. It is going to take time. Uh, Renu Fatoni's been a really good signing for them. I wouldn't even be surprised if they start Lindsay Collins in reserve grade and just let him find his way for a couple of weeks. Uh, they probably will start him in first grade. I think he'll be on the bench, but between Renu Fatoni, we Maria Hargraves, uh, Takiaho, I think they'll be okay. Saluka Fafita, Egan Butcher, these sort of guys. Nat Butcher through the middle as well. I just think they'll be okay through the middle. The Luke Geary one's interesting. Coming off an ACL, we know how hard it is for players to return with ACLs. What I will say about Luke Geary is that He's a catch-and-pass footballer. He's a release sort of 5'8", which I love about him. I think it's the most underrated thing in rugby league, and I think it's something that we undervalue so much. Uh, we want try assists. We want line breaks. We want this. We want that. We want all these stats. What Luke Keary does is, is just identify where the football needs to be, and he gets there as quickly as he possibly can. He is also in a t- side that is stacked with talent everywhere. He knows that sometimes, and a lot of the time, the ball is better off not being in his hands. It's better off being to the guys with the strike and giving them time to do it. The beauty of this Rooster side is they tend to win the ruck. Luke Keary, when he plays early, it just gives guys so much time to do whatever the hell they're going to do. I understand the argument that they're not sure who their backline's going to be. Respectfully, once again, we're not sure who their backline's going to be. I guarantee you Robinson would have known for a couple of weeks now, so I'm not overly concerned with that. I also don't see backline depth uh, being an issue to be honest with you. If anything, I think it's a positive for the Roosters. Uh, And look, all Noah's saying is that 
they're going to compete, but he doesn't think that they'll win a premiership or make a grand final, essentially, which I understand. I think they could be there. Um, saying they're going to get bounced out in a prelim final isn't an overly hot take. I mean, that's going to come down to the bottom four teams. Still a good season, but I understand what Noah's saying because there's so many people saying to me, look what they did last year when they got all their players back, they'll win the premiership, and it's as easy as that. It's not as easy as that, and Noah does make some very good points there. Personally, I can see them getting to a grand final. I'm not going to lock them in for a bounce out in prelims. Uh, but some good points made there by Noah. Thank you for sending that one in. Our next one is from John Pappas. John, been a long-time listener of the podcast. I hope you're doing well, my man. Ben Hunt, to have a season that will go underappreciated but will pave the way for the Young Dragons' talents to shine in the coming years. John, absolutely nailed this one, mate. I think this sort of sums up Ben Hunt's career to some extent. Been underappreciated for a very, very long time. I thought that his performance in the Charity Shield was unreal. I mentioned on the Harves podcast yesterday, which you haven't listened to, go back and have a listen to it. Uh, When you see Ben Hunt throwing balls, then wrapping around and getting on the other side, you know that Benny Hunt's on. He's absolutely loving calling the shots in this team. He was kicking from his own 20-meter, finding space. He was just full of confidence. And you need if you're going to have Ben Hunt in your team, you really need to hand the keys to him. He will do a job for you. Will he be a top three halfback in rugby league? Probably not but he'll be a top six halfback in rugby league. That's the sort of guy Ben Hunt is. If you want him to be Nathan Cleary, he's not. He's going to be Ben Hunt. He's going to take risks. He's going to make mistakes here and there, but he's going to always back himself, and he's going to put your team in a good position to win most games of football against most teams. Maybe not the top three teams, but outside of that, I'm telling you, these Dragons, they're going to upset a lot of people this year. I can't believe there were wooden spoon favourites a couple of weeks ago. That just absolutely rattled me when I saw that. I, I can't even fathom how that's occurring. They were a barbecue awake from, from potentially playing finals footy last year. They've added a lot of depth. That's the thing with their forward pack. And I hear people say, oh, it's not a very good forward pack. It's like, you know what? It's a mediocre forward pack. But if other teams have three injuries in their pack, it turns into a shit forward pack. The St. George of the Warrior Dragons, outside of Jack Bird and, and and Jack DeBellin, if they have five injuries in their pack, the guys they bring in, honestly, their forward pack doesn't fucking change. It is a huge thing to have. It's also fantastic to have, yes, a mediocre pack, but they've also got a mediocre pack in reserve grade who are pushing on those guys, and you just tend to lift the ability of everyone because they're under pressure from other guys in the squad to take their jersey. I think the Dragons are being underrated this year. I don't have them as a top eight team. I'm hearing more and more people start to push them into the top eight race, but I look at their side. As I said, the, the forward pack is mediocre, but they will do a job. The halfback is great. The 5'8 has got a heap of spark. The fullback is pushing up on absolutely everything. They might have the most underrated pair of centers in the game between Zach Lomax and Moses Suley they are a little bit inconsistent they are young they've been through a bit of shit but my god on their day and what you saw in the charity shield they are incredible if they get a lot of dry weather games it could be absolutely anything with them then you got Jack Bird you got Jack DeBellin I mean if Blake Laurie gets back to his best that could be anything you got to try and fit Bud Sullivan into this team you got the Fiego brothers there's a bit happening down there at St. George and I think people are sleeping on them a little bit so John really do back this and I love that you've pointed out that Hunt is going to lay a platform for the future. I back that in 100%. Hope you're well, as I said, brother. Grant Wallace, Titans to finish in the eight. I know you won't like this. The, the, I know you won't like that you don't like the Titans. I don't, I don't know what the fuck that says. South to miss the eight. Adam Reynolds injured, missed two months. Uh, I think what Grant's trying to say is that the Titans will make the eight and I won't be keen on it, which I'm not. I'm not going to back down from that. I don't think they'll play finals footy. I can't see how they do realistically. But a hot take there that a lot of people are running with. My argument is simply that 
Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. State last year in the easiest year to ever make finals. I would argue that they've got less experience now. I look at the rest of the teams below them. I would say probably six out of the eight teams that are below them have improved this year. I would even argue the Tigers, for example, have improved adding a Jackson Hastings. So, I mean, there's just a lot of teams below them that are going to do better. I think that they were lucky that the year was 2021 and they were lucky in the position they're in but we'll see how it plays out very young spine whatever happens they just need to back them in Greg Manton Sexton rookie of the year and Titans to improve on last year that's his first one Uh, I don't mind Sexton I actually think he can't get rookie of the year though and I could be wrong I think he played four games last year and I believe that's the cutoff so you might have to deal that one Greg Uh, our next one comes from Greg as well Melbourne to lose round one for the first time in how many years I think it is possible they are playing the West Tigers. They're missing a heap of troops here. I don't hate this one, but I will still be tipping the Melbourne Storm. If Pappenhausen is out, all of a sudden it becomes really interesting because then they'll be without Grant, Brandon Smith, Munster, and Pappy. That is, you know, if you were to put them into any other team, they are the four best players in the team, probably outside of a couple of guys, Cleary, um, you know, Turbo, Teddy, etc. So a big test for Melbourne, but they love round ones and I'm sure they will be up for the occasion. Number three, Sharks failed to live up to the height, remain a middle of the pack team. I've got the Sharkies in the top eight. I've got them finishing seventh, eighth, potentially five or six, but I've probably got them seven or eight more. So um, I think they will live up to it. I think defensively, they'll just be good enough to get through games. But I understand where Greg's come with this one. A lot of people saying they're going to be in the top four. Personally, I can't see that playing out. The only way I can see that playing out is that they probably won't miss many guys in the origin time. The only players they'll miss during origin are probably Dale Finucane. Outside of that, off the dome, I'm not really thinking of anyone else to play Origin, so they might pick up some extra points there that other teams might not, but uh, I mean, I, I just think they'll be 7th or 8th, so I don't mind that one by Greg, but I'm confident they'll play finals footy. So once comes from JB, NRL CEO is better than Supercoach. Yeah, look, NRL CEO has really taken off over the last few years. They're doing some fantastic things up there, the boys, so make sure if you are a fantasy player, go and check out NRL CEO. Go and give it a go. It's like a different format um, of draft to Supercoach Club and stuff. The blokes that I know that do play it absolutely love it. So worth having a look at. I'm going to stick to Supercoach because that's what my mates play. But if you're looking for something different with your mates that are keen on their their fantasy football, go and have a look at NRL CEO. Okay, this one comes from Zach Mullins. Cobo will make the Queensland Origin side this year. Uh, interesting one. I'm not sure if he will realistically. You'd probably think he'd be on a wing if he is. Uh, he's playing right wing for the Brisbane Broncos at the moment. Kyle Felt will be there and thereabouts as much as I wouldn't pick Felt. I think he will be there and thereabouts for them. Uh, the more I think about the Queensland Maroons backline, the more I think Selwyn Cobo could potentially get an opportunity there. Uh, they're probably only one or two injuries away from seriously considering him. And, you know, one or two injuries in the modern game, it really isn't much, especially when you consider COVID and everything on top of that. So don't mind that one from Zach. Probably something 
something I'd I'd have a bit of loose change on, to be honest with you. It wouldn't overly shock me. Do I think he's ready for it? Probably not. Uh, but this is the situation Queensland are in, and I'm sure if he went there, he would do a job for them. He was pretty good in the All-Stars game. Kempe watched him pretty closely, said he was pretty good. I went back and watched again and did see what he was talking about. So... Not bad from Zach Mullins there. I don't hate it. Uh, Bud Brennan. What a name. Bud Brennan. Back that. Panthers will go back to back. They will eat the Roosters in the grand final. Yeah, I I can't push back on the Panthers going back to back. I'm not sure if they're going to be my premiership tip before the season starts, uh, but I do think they'll be right up there. Uh, Obviously, we saw them get dusted by Parramatta. I think it was 36-0 or something the other day. I'm not looking into that in any way, shape, or form. Really doesn't rattle me in the slightest. Put James Fisher-Harris back in. Put Isaiah Yo back in. Put Nathan Cleary back in. Put Dylan Edwards back in. Parramatta played like it was their fucking Super Bowl. Um, the coach came out before and gave them all a stern warning that they needed to perform. They did. <clears throat> I just... It doesn't worry me as far as the Penrith Panthers go, to be honest with you. So, like that one, wouldn't be surprised to see them go back-to-back. Also, wouldn't be surprised if they do win it that they'll have to beat the Roosters in the grand final. I think they'll probably have to beat them at some point to win this premiership. Two more. This one comes from Michael Rutland. Bulldogs, bottom four still. And Barrett sacked by Origin 3. My Cowboys still get the spoon, though. Uh, Bulldogs, bottom four. Wouldn't surprise me, to be honest with you. Uh, Later tonight, when you guys are listening, uh, we will see the Canary Bulldogs play again with just about their full-strength squad. So that might give us a little bit of a better indication. But I've got to tell you, uh, as much as they were missing some guys last week against Newcastle, I was very, very disappointed in Canterbury. So interesting times. If they get a couple of injuries or if it doesn't click, they could still be bottom four. As much as they've improved, as I've said a few times, the teams that are like five and six ahead of them, probably outside of the Cowboys, have seemingly all improved on paper. And the Cowboys played their best game I've seen in a long time in their trial the other night. So tough for Canterbury to scrape themselves off the bottom. Uh, My Cowboys still get the spoon, though. Potentially, mate, unfortunately. Um, But in saying that, as I said, the Cowboys looked a lot better the other night. So there are positives coming out of North Queensland, but I'm still sceptical. Last one comes from Dean Anthony. Sharks will finish top four in 2022 and win the comp in 23. Interesting one. I don't think they can make the top four in 22. I've said a few times that if anyone's going to crack into the top four that wasn't in the top six last year, the Sharkies have the best hope. But I still think it's a very, very slim hope, to be honest with you. I think the Sharkies... They'll be 7th or 8th, maybe 5th or 6th, but probably 7th or 8th. I think they'll play finals footy. I think depending on how the halfback role sorts itself out, whether they go with Nico Hines this year, it looks like that will be the play, or whether next year they try and get their hands on another 7, bring back a Mitchell Pierce, go and get a Brooks. Uh, I, I don't know. There's there's a few options out there. I just think the Sharks are probably a halfback away from really competing. Uh, Trindle might kick on, though. Nico Hines could be the 7. We might be sitting here at the start of next year going, okay, Nico Hines and said we need to find a six now. Who's that going to be? So an interesting 12 months to Cronulla. I don't think they can make the top four this year. I think they'll be close to it, but I don't think they'll make it. Next year, I probably still think they're another year away from a premiership, uh, but it all depends how it plays out this year and what their squad looks like next season as well. Don't even want to be thinking about 2023, though, to be honest with you, with 2022, only two weeks or so away. Very exciting. As I said, guys, if you have not joined the Rugby League Guru podcast listeners page on Facebook, please do. We'll be doing more and more of these throughout the season where we post questions up on there and we gauge your response and then talk about it on the podcast. You can hear your 
name read out on the podcast and whatnot. Uh, so make sure you join that and join in the conversations when I post them. I'll normally give you a day or two to comment on them. Uh, so you might want to flick notifications on for that one. Keep in mind as well, if you haven't watched slash listened and you're a Supercoach player, tune into Beers and Breakevens. Timmy Williams from the Supercoach Playbook is joining me there. Uh, we will be back on recording on Tuesday night. It will be the last episode before Teamless Tuesday, the first Teamless Tuesday anyway, and all those teams start to drop. So very, very exciting there. Every Tuesday after that is going to be crazy. So a bit of a filler episode where we talk about all the options, all the Supercoach Classic options heading into week one before Teamless are named. And then uh, it's going to be all guns blazing. So really looking forward to that. Jump on YouTube, type in beers and break even, subscribe to the Rugby League Guru YouTube channel. Got about 150 on there at, mo- at the moment. Ideally, I want it to be a 1,000 plus once we kick off the season. That's my sort of goal. Uh, going to have two new Supercoach episodes there, so stay tuned for that. And as the season goes on, be having more general Rugby League content that I'll be doing uh, that'll be on appearing on YouTube as well. A couple of interviews and whatnot, and a bit more in Kempe Studios. So stay tuned for all that. Go and subscribe to the YouTube. Uh, Stay tuned later today. We might have another podcast. If not, uh, we will have the Monday morning review on Bloke in a Bar coming this afternoon. I'll break that down for you guys into news. And then all of the reviews of all the trials games from this weekend. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 